very average people can be wildly successful at real estate. I see many people that I have no idea how they have success. They are like not smart or disciplined people, and yet they have found success in real estate and they've become millionaires. Literally holding real estate has made me millions and millions of dollars doing nothing other than just renting it out and doing nothing. You know, basically you only need $12,000 to own a $400,000 asset. To go own $400,000 of stock or crypto, I can't really just do that with $12,000, but everyone can do that with real estate. You are guaranteed to become a millionaire in real estate if you just stick with it. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Way Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Pineda. Today, we are going to be talking about the 15 top reasons why real estate investing is best. And let me tell you, I mean, I like crypto. I'm actually about to start investing in some stocks. Um, I love building businesses, but real estate is what made me a millionaire. It's what I'm going to continue to buy the rest of my life. And I'm going to give you the top 15 reasons why I love this asset class. So even if you're already established, okay, and you're trying to figure out, you know, where to put your money and where to park it, um, I'm going to give you the reasons for why real estate should be that vehicle. Uh, it's funny because I was just golfing with somebody who was about to sell their business and they're going to make a few million bucks and they were like, hey, what should I do with it? And I'm like, well, there's there's lots of different options, but it always kept coming back to, well, I think you should do real estate. You know, I had another buddy who inherited some money and he didn't know what to do with it. And he's trying to figure out how to lower his taxes. And, you know, at the end of the day, all roads kind of keep leading back to real estate. And there's a lot of benefits to investing in real estate that many of you do not know about. So I'm going to hit on these 15. And let me know if you're watching this on YouTube, um, which ones resonate with you the most and why you choose to invest in real estate or will be investing in real estate. So let's hop right into it. Um, reason number one for investing in real estate, it's been around since the beginning of time. Like literally, it, to me, that's one of the smartest reasons to invest in real estate. People have been fighting over land since Adam and Eve. Okay. People like have always wanted to go conquer new land. People have fought wars over land. And, you know, look at the United States, right? We had to fight to get the land that we wanted. And real estate has always been perceived as extremely valuable. Um, even back in the day, right? If you had something that was near water or a river or had a lot of resources, that land was super valuable and other people wanted to live there and have it. So, you know, at the end of the day, Real estate's been around since the beginning of time, um, and people were fighting for land before there were ever buildings, and then they decided, oh, well, we can build on the land, and they started building you know, all these structures and the pyramids and everything else that you see today, and that ain't changing anytime soon. So real estate's always going to be around, okay? Let's go on to point number two, okay? I love real estate because you can actually make cash quickly, so... Unlike stocks, which there's not like quick cash in it, um, and you also need a lot of cash to, to buy stocks and everything else, you can actually make really fast money in real estate, even though it's perceived as illiquid and slow. Um, you know, obviously the two best ways to do that are through wholesaling and flipping houses. You know, if you just find a really good deal in real estate, you can make a lot of money very quickly. For example, with wholesaling, for those of you who don't know, you can just get a property under contract. Let's say you get in a contract for 300000 You know it's a super good deal and you know that 
I'm willing to pay 320,000 for it. Um, what you can do is assign the contract to me and let me buy the deal. And I'll close on the deal in a couple of weeks and you're going to end up getting the difference between what you had it under contract for and what you sold it to me for. In this case, it'd be $20,000. There's not many asset classes that you can go make $20,000 like in a couple of weeks plus not having to put $20,000 up or any amount of money up, in fact, right? Like you could do this deal with basically no money. And you can make the money really quick through wholesaling. And if you want to go raise capital and go flip a house, you can make, you know, potentially even more money and get that amount of money in three, four, five months. Now, there's not many places that <laughs> there's not many investments that allow you to make money so quickly. So um, I love real estate for that reason as well. Okay. Let's go on to number three. Number three. Okay. Not only can you make money really quickly, but you can build long-term wealth by holding real estate. So there's lots of benefits to holding, but one of the biggest ways that people build wealth is through appreciation, okay? Over the years, real estate has appreciated. And given a long enough time horizon, it will always appreciate. You will always win by holding real estate. You know, think about... um just uh, since the last crash, right? In 2010, here in Las Vegas, when I first became a realtor, I remember seeing houses that were like almost brand new for $80,000, like 1,600 square feet, four twos, right? Four bedroom, two bath, 80,000 bucks. It was crazy. And those same houses are now worth $500,000. And it's just like, that's pretty good appreciation, right? You buy something worth 80, 13 years later, it's worth 500. Now, that's an extreme example, picking like the lowest point in real estate history. But if you look over a long enough time horizon, look at what California real estate was 30 years ago, or Florida real estate, or San Francisco, any of these expensive markets, they weren't anything close to what they are today, okay? So it's like a $2 million home in California might have cost you a couple hundred thousand dollars 30 years ago. If that, it was probably even less. I mean, 20 years ago, it probably um, wasn't even a fraction of what it's worth today. So appreciation is a huge reason why real estate is great. And it's very predictable that appreciation is going to happen um, in certain markets, right? You know, if you're in these appreciation markets, usually the Southern United States and the coast, those are basically the appreciation markets, everything kind of in the middle, um, what we'd call the Midwest is usually like a cash flow market, which we'll get into later. And, you know, they're not going to appreciate as much, but they're going to be cheaper, have better rent rates and everything else. So um, I'm a big fan of the appreciation. You know, that's just literally holding real estate has made me millions and millions of dollars doing nothing other than just buying it and <laughs> renting it out and doing nothing. So I love real estate for the long um, term appreciation. Okay. Let's go on to number four. Number four is real estate gives you tax benefits like no other. So the tax benefits of real estate are tremendous. You get something called depreciation. Now, depreciation is basically this phantom uh, deduction that happens uh, each year. And so what happens is they take the building value of a home and they divide it by 27 and a half years. So just for simple numbers, let's say that 
um, this property is worth $300,000, right? And they say the building value of it is worth 275000 That would mean the land is worth 25000 okay? You can't depreciate land, but you can depreciate the building. What they're going to do is divide, take that building value, divide it by 27 and a half. In this easy case, that becomes $10,000 per year for 27 and a half years. That's how much you get to depreciate. But it gets even better. You can do what's called a cost segregation analysis. And a cost segregation analysis allows you to take a bunch of depreciation in your first year. And so in a lot of analysis, I mean, they all vary, but it could be 20, 30% of that total building value. So if, if that building value was $275,000, I mean, you could potentially get a $70,000 write-off. And so that's very important um, if you're if you're trying to build your wealth like or, or not pay taxes. Like $70,000 is a big chunk to write off. And that's why these big real estate investors um, buy really big buildings. Think about it. If you buy a $10 million building, you could potentially get a two to $3 million write-off, right? I mean, that's your income for the year for people buying those kinds of buildings, right? You go get a two, $3 million write-off and you made $2 million in your, in your um, business, you could potentially pay $0 in taxes because they offset. And it's just kind of, it's, it's just a paper loss. There's nothing that actually happened. Um, you know, the business didn't, or the, the building didn't deteriorate right there, but you get to take this thing called depreciation and, you know, the cost segregation analysis allows you to take that, um, at a much higher level in year one, which is what we want. And so really what rich people do to pay no taxes is they just buy real estate every year and they keep doing that. And so as they keep making more income, they know they got to keep buying more real estate, do the cost segregation and keep getting their tax bill lowered. Um, so you know, tax benefits, the stocks don't give you that. All right. Crypto doesn't give you those tax benefits. Owning a business gives you write-offs, but you don't just get to, you know, do the things that real estate allows you to do. There are things that you can um, deduct in a similar way in business, but um, the real estate building itself is that's just applicable every time you buy a house or a commercial property. So it's pretty cool. Um, Let's go into point number five. Point number five is this, tenants will pay your mortgage for you. This is cool, right? When you have other people paying your debts for you. Um, I remember when I first learned about this concept, maybe I was like 21 years old. I don't even remember what book I was reading, but um, they talked about the concept of why buying rental properties was important. And one of the big reasons, you know, we talked about appreciation, but the other was, basically principal pay down and having a tenant pay that for you. You know, if I have a rental property and my mortgage is, you know, $1,300 and the tenant or the tenant pays me $1,800 in rent, like they're going to end up paying my mortgage off for me. And I still get to own this asset. I still get those tax benefits I talked about. I still get the appreciation I talked about, but now I'm also lowering how much I owe to the bank. You know, if I got a 30 year loan, if I hold that for 30 years, that tenant is paying off my entire loan for me, which is just amazing. So real estate's one of those things where it's like other people pay off your stuff for you um, because it has actual utility, right? It's like 
crypto stocks, they don't really have that available to them. So uh, tenants paying off your mortgage is amazing. Okay. Let's get into the next point. Number six, the creative ways to acquire it. Okay. So there's lots of creative ways to um, acquire real estate. You can do things like subject to, which are basically taking over the seller's uh, mortgage that they currently have, right? We've we've recently done that on a couple where the seller had a 3% mortgage and we're like, man, let's, let's acquire that deal because that rate's really low and the payment's low. Um, we've also done deals where there's called seller financing, where the seller um, didn't have a mortgage on it and they became the bank. And we negotiated with them and said, hey, we want our payments to be this. We want this many years, this price and um, this interest rate, everything else, right? So um, being able to negotiate directly with the seller on different creative ways to buy the asset is cool. It's not like I can just go buy stock of Apple or Bitcoin and try to like negotiate it. <laughs> it, it. It is what it is. The price is what it is. Um, real estate, is a unique deal every single time. Seriously. Like I've done so many deals. I mean, um, over a thousand transactions when you count buy and sell and every deal is different. Every buy, every time I sell a home, somebody wants different things. Every time I buy a home, I'm asking for different things. And so, you know, the creative ways to acquire real estate are really tremendous. And a lot of times you can acquire it with very little money, very little credit, um, and everything else. So I love it for that reasons. Um, let's talk about the next one. Number seven, the leverage you can get. Now we've, we've kind of already touched on this with loans, but you know, the, the way we define leverage is simply the amount of financing and debt that you can get. And real estate is literally the best period. Um, I mean, if you're a V, if you're a vet, you could get a VA loan and buy a property with zero money down. They the, they won't allow you, they don't need you to put anything down. You can get 100% of it financed for being a vet. But even if you're not a vet, I mean, your first house you could buy with 3% down. You could get a conventional loan with 3% down, primary residence, you can get an FHA loan with 3.5% down. And you know, it's it, it's an amazing thing. You know, if the median house in America, I forget what it is these days, but it's probably around like $400,000. You know, basically you only need $12,000 to own a $400,000 asset, you know? To go own $400,000 of stock or crypto, I can't really just do that with $12,000, but everyone can do that with real estate. And guess what? That primary house that you buy with 3% down, you know, if you would have did that five years ago, let's just say it was a $250,000 house five years ago, you put 7,500 bucks down to buy this house and you sat on it the last five years. I mean, that same house is probably worth, um, you know, $500,000 today if you bought in Vegas and your $7,500 investment turned into over $250,000 of equity. You know, you've also paid down the mortgage a little bit. Um, you know, you've lived in it, you've had great utility. So, the amount of leverage and debt real estate can get is unlike any other asset class. Like there's so many lenders willing to lend on real estate. So um, I love 
the fact that it's so financeable and there's so many ways to get a deal done. And, uh, you know, the debt is amazing. And also, by the way, let me just do a quick plug. If any of you guys are looking at getting into real estate investing, um, whether you're flipping, wholesaling, buying rentals or anything else, we can help you at Wealthy Investor. So if you go to WealthyInvestor.com, you can book a free call with my team. Uh, even if you don't work with us, we have free resources that can definitely help you get started today. Um, so definitely check out WealthyInvestor.com. But let's jump into point number eight, okay? And this one to me is why I got into real estate and why you should too. And point number eight is this. You do not need any special skills. So let me repeat that. Like very average people can be wildly successful at real estate. In fact, I see many people that I have no idea how they have success. They are like not smart or disciplined people, and yet they have found success in real estate and they've become millionaires. So my point is, you don't need special skills to make it in real estate. You know, Um, I got into it back in 2010 and I started flipping in 2015 And I did not have this uh, special skill that I was just smarter than everyone or that I was a better negotiator or that I just was able to see things other people couldn't see. And I just like had this eye for a good deal. No, I mean, it's just like the fundamentals of learning how to find a good deal are pretty simple. You know, we teach you all those things at Wealthy Investor. Um, The fundamentals of getting a house fixed and, and raising capital, it's not rocket science. Like there's no special skills needed. And that's not the case with many industries. Okay. I'll be the first to tell you as somebody who has been in special skills industries, it is refreshing that real estate really doesn't matter. Um, for example, I used to play pro baseball for those who didn't know, you know, in 2010, I got drafted by the Oakland A's. That was a very special skill required type career, (laughs) you know, You got hand-eye coordination and you're athletic or you aren't. If you don't have those things, you ain't making it, okay? doesn't matter how bad you want to play baseball. You will not make it if you don't have the physical talent that is required, okay? Now, this is where it even becomes crazier because assuming you've got like the minimum level of physical talent required, then there's just extra levels, right? Like, um, I'm, I'm a very athletic person. I would think like I, I was definitely above average athleticism, but I'm definitely not tall. I'm five foot 10. Google might tell you I'm five eleven or even six foot when I was, you know, fudging my numbers a little bit for the draft. But nonetheless, uh, I'm definitely not like a tall guy by any means. I was like above average speed. Um, arm strength was like average. Um, power was really good until I got to the pros when it became, you know, below average just because it it was just a different ball game. Like I was strong compared to everyone else in college and high school. And then I was, um, below average in pro ball, you know, and then my hitting skill was really good at the lower levels. And then when I got into pro ball, um, it wasn't as good because these guys get a lot better. So, you know, at the end of the day, there are like unique skills that you're really born with. And it's like, I saw the best baseball players um, who succeeded because they were physically gifted far better than everyone else. Like they could throw it way faster. They could run way faster. They could hit it a country mile. And it's just like, there's nothing you can do about it. That's why they're all stars. And that's why they get paid the big bucks because they had physical talent that could not be taught. 
The same thing is true with other industries as well. Actors, actresses, models, you know, even to an, uh, an extent, social media creators, right? Like being good looking has a lot of benefits. All right. You want to be a model. You pretty much got to be good looking. All right. Now I know, I know they have like all these other random models now and they're trying to show diversity, but for the most part, you're going to have to be good looking. It's not like that in real estate. Okay. The best looking person does not win as the investor. The most athletic person does not win as the investor. Even the smartest person does not win as the investor because a lot of smart people can't negotiate and do the things they got to do to get great deals. So, you know, it, it for me, it's refreshing that it's an industry anyone can become a millionaire in. And in fact, I would say this, I'm like, this is kind of a crazy statement, but I would say you are guaranteed to become a millionaire in real estate if you just stick with it. If you stick with it the rest of your life, you are literally guaranteed to become a millionaire, right? Just think about it like uh, logically. If you could buy just one property every year for the next 20 years, what would happen? Well, you would get appreciation, you get depreciation, you'd get the principal pay down, you get all this stuff that's happening along the way. Um, I guarantee those 20 properties are going to be worth millions and millions of dollars in equity 20 years from now, 30 years from now, right? And you just got to buy one a year. So you can definitely buy one a year if you're just active in the space, doing what you got to do. Like one a year is not crazy to do. And there's no other thing that's guaranteed to like make you a, like a multi-multi-millionaire and very wealthy, um, unlike real estate. Now, you can go speculate and buy Bitcoin and everything else and it could, you know, do better for you. You could put it in the stock market and, you know, uh, depending on how risky you want to get, it, it's going to have a certain type of return. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I love real estate because of uh, what I just said with you don't need the special skills. And basically, if you stick with it, you're guaranteed to be a millionaire. Um, let's get into point number nine. And it's that real estate can be done anywhere. So even though real estate is a very like local thing, whereas stocks and crypto are um, just like purely digital, um, real estate can still be done anywhere, right? Everywhere needs real estate. Everywhere has real estate. Um, I could invest right here in Las Vegas. I could also invest in another country. You know, at the end of the day, uh, real estate is everywhere. And this is amazing because the, the, there's not lots of things that you can just go do everywhere, right? Um, you know, like if you have a certain kind of job, it's like, man, I mean, this job is what it is. I got to be local to it. It's like, no, real estate's not like that. Real estate can be done anywhere. And, you know, that's an amazing part of why I love it. Uh, let's get into point number 10, cash flow. So we've talked about this with the rentals, but you know the last piece of why owning rentals is great is the cash flow. And this would simply be the difference between all of your cost with owning that piece of property and how much you're able to rent it for. I'll give you an example. You know, my primary residence, this that this is just a great example of why I love real estate. Um, I bought it in 2018. Um, I recently just moved down to my new house, but I bought this house in 2018 for... Um, after my commission, uh, credit, and everything, I got it for $570,000. Now, I ended up putting about 130, 150 into it. Let's just say I was into it for like $700,000. 
Um, last year, when rates were low, I refinanced it and got a value of $1.2 million. So, you know, it, it basically went up half a million dollars by just owning this house. I also got the house for no money down because I just did a owner-occupied loan, 5% down, but I got a 5% agent commission back when I was still an agent and just used it as the down payment. So I was into the house for no money. So basically this house cost me no money and it went up in $500,000 of equity. Plus, um, I got to live there for four years and it was a great house, lots of great memories. Um, it will continue to go up. It's in a great area. It's brand new as well. So it's got just all these amazing features. But now, uh, well, and also too, let me add, when I refinanced it, I ended up pulling a couple hundred thousand dollars out of it tax-free, okay? That's that's another thing we'll get into. But I got tax-free money out of it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's now worth whatever it is, over 1.2. And my mortgage is about $4,500 a month on it. And I just rented it for um, 7,000. So it's now rented for $7,000 a month right now. So I am making that cash flow, um, you know, a few thousand bucks, right? I mean, I got my property management fees and other things, so it's probably not that, but you get the point, right? It's $2,500 difference between uh, my mortgage and what it's renting for. And so that's just pure cash flow to me, which is amazing, okay? Um, Point number 11, it is a hard asset with utility, all right? Uh, Stocks and crypto are not hard assets. It's not like, I can go find shelter under Bitcoin. It's not going to protect me, all right? My stock, even though I might own the stock of a building company or a home company, it ain't going to protect me. I can't sleep in it. Um, I can't like rent it out. I can't do anything with it. Uh, the tangible asset of real estate is what separates it. It's like, man, the land is right there here in the real world. You could do whatever you want to it. Okay, or there's a building already. Great. You can rent it out. You could live in it. You could use it for a workshop. You could build a business in it. Like there's all these cool things you can do with it. So real estate has so much utility beyond um, any other asset class. So I love that it's a hard asset. Point 12. Let's get into this. Okay, point 12 is that real estate is going to always be undersupplied. Okay. Um, right now they can't build quick enough, right? I mean, even though we will always have like fluctuations of, oh man, there's like no supply, everybody's trying to buy. And then like, um, last year when they doubled rates, um, you know, uh, it got really slow and they're like, oh, well there's more supply. It's like, yeah, there was more supply, um, in terms of monthly inventory because there was less demand, but overall the supply has never been able to meet demand really since the housing crash. Um, Builders are not building quick enough. They can't build affordable enough. And therefore, real estate just continues to become more scarce, even with higher rates, because we just cannot build fast enough or efficient enough um, for the right price. And I think that over time, technology will change that. Um, This is why I started my NFT project called Tykes, uh, where our focus is building the future of real estate. And I think that how we build homes is going to play a big role in that. And so, you know, I'm looking at all these new ways with 3D printing and prefab and everything else. But as it stands today, they, they're going to be like real estate's going to continue to be undersupplied. Um, 
for the foreseeable future. And every year is just going to keep getting worse. So um, that's why all the funds and everyone are still buying because they just know supply and demand. It's it's not even a question. Okay, uh, let's go to point thirteen. This is what I love about real estate. One of my favorite ones uh, is that you can add value to it, right? By me buying a house flip, I go fix it up. I add value. I create this new value for the home because of all the work that I put into it, making it a brand new asset. You know, if I if I buy a piece of land and I develop it, you know, is from nothing and my just imagination developed it into something new, I just created this new value, right? Um, if I go buy a commercial building, I go get new leases, I go and make it more efficient, I you know, renegotiate some things. I fix up some units. Like all of a sudden, it now has a significantly different value. And so real estate's amazing in that you can add value to it. You can't do that with a stock or crypto or anything else. There's just no way to add value. Uh, At the end of the day, if you buy a stock, you're hoping the company in turn like creates new value, but you can't do anything to it. You know, with real estate, you have full control how valuable you want that piece of real estate to be, okay? Um, Point number 14, okay? We're getting close to the end, guys. Uh, You know what? I'm gonna actually give you a bonus one uh, because you've stayed this long. So um, make sure even after 15, you stay, okay? Point number 14, uh, you can own real estate without any money. And I know I've touched on this a little bit before, but I I just wanna reiterate it. (laughs) There's not many assets that you can own without having to put money into it, right? The fact that you could go wholesale property without putting any money is crazy. The fact that you can go raise private capital to go buy a giant apartment complex and potentially have no money into the deal and still control the asset yourself is crazy. I know this because I've done it, all right? Um, The fact that you could do creative financing structures with no money down and everything else is crazy. So, you know, I just love real estate. It's not a game for the rich. Like anyone is invited to get in the real estate investing game. And yeah, obviously being rich is great. You're going to have more capital to work with and your skills are going to be better and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I just love that you can own real estate with no money. Now let's get into point 15. Then I'm hit you with the bonus. Um, point 15 is this, the burst strategy. Um, which I kind of just touched on with the refinance of my um, primary house, right? Burr strategy stands for buy, um, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. And a bit, uh, basically, it's a base. It's a way to own real estate with no money down. You know, you buy it cheap enough, you fix it up, you rent it out, and then you refinance, hopefully, um, and get a great value because you did a value add, and you're able to pull all your capital out of the deal and own the the um, asset without any money in it, right? That's what a burr is. But what's also great about a burr is what I talked about with my house. You know, I've burred properties multiple times, right? Like I did the initial burr when I bought it so I could get all my initial capital out. And then a few years later, the market appreciates, goes up like crazy. And then I realize, oh, wow, there's like a few hundred thousand of equity in here. Let's refinance again and get a lower rate and get cash out. And so that's exactly what happened with my primary house. My primary house um, had a loan for like 700000 or something. I don't even remember because I did an initial burr after the renovation. And my, my mortgage was like 5% rate. And then 
you know, when rates went really low and values went really high, I refinanced um, at a $1.2 million valuation. And I ended up getting a loan for like a million dollars on the property at a 3% interest rate right around there. And I was able to take a few hundred thousand dollars out. In this case, it was like 250 to 300,000. I can't remember. Um, I was able to take that out of the home and it was all tax-free. Okay. When you get refi proceeds from the sale of a or um, you, you didn't sell the home. That's why it's tax-free. When you get refinance proceeds, when you, you know, do a cash out, all that money goes to your bank tax-free. So real estate is amazing for the Burr strategy, not only for the initial getting your capital out, but for years down the road, when you want to do it again, pull money out that you don't have to pay any taxes on and you still get to keep the asset. So, um, it's amazing. All right. Now, let me give you my bonus tip before we sign off here um, and bonus reason why I love real estate. And uh, as a common sense one, I led with a common sense one. I'm going to end with a common sense one. People are always going to need a place to live. That ain't ever changing. You know, at the end of the day, um, things come and go, but people always need a roof over their heads. So if you're not sold on investing in real estate by this point, I don't know what to tell you. It is the best asset class, in my opinion. That's why I'm going to buy it the rest of my life. We can help you a wealthy investor if you're trying to go build a career in real estate investing, or even if you want to invest on the side. We'd love to support you in that endeavor as well. But um, I hope that you uh, enjoyed this podcast. If you did, I've got other tutorials on how to do some of the things I described in this podcast. So um, make sure you click the link over here. If you're watching on YouTube right next to me and watch the next video, if not, if you're listening on Spotify and everything else, just uh, make sure you uh, subscribe, catch all the next uh, episodes, and I'll see you on another episode of the Wealthy Way Podcast. Thanks.